Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have a great interview for you guys today. The head coach of URI Women's Soccer Team, Coach Megan Jesse, joins me, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI sports-focused podcast where we will deep dive into our college, high school, and other sports programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode 10, and I'm joined today by the coach of URI women's soccer team, Coach Megan Jesse. We talk about her playing career, her coaching career, and her outlook on the current season. Great interview with her and talking about all the great things that are coming to URI and her squad. You can listen here or you can go and watch the interview on YouTube by searching the Roadie Runback. You can watch all our interviews on YouTube it was just a lot of fun uh, talking to her, so feel free to um, go to YouTube and watch our interviews or stay here and stay put and listen. But before I get into the interview, uh, there's a few things that I want to mention. Um, I know I mentioned on past episodes I will be doing a new format, which will be just jumping right into the interview. That will still be going forward and until we have a co-host or if we have breaking news. Just a friendly reminder, all episodes will be released on Mondays and Thursdays. So that's that's also good news. And we also just have a little bit of a different episode coming out on a Saturday, which is a different pace for the show. I know I just said episodes will be released on Mondays and Thursdays, but um, something special, uh, CBS Sports Radio um, producer and host David Shepard is coming on the show to talk about some NBA Finals talk for all our big basketball fans out there. Um, just wanted to throw something different out there. I'm a big basketball fan, so I figured it'd be fun to do an episode with him. He had reached out, had mentioned, uh, made a comment about one of the episodes we recently done. We recently just connected, and he would was happy to come on the show so i'm I'm excited to have him on the show so that's 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 great news so it'll be fun for all you nba fans out there check it out saturday um with david shepherd also before we get into our interview one last thing congratulations to our recent guest coach eric kordakowski on winning his second coach of the year award um he was just recently announced the coach of the year for boys soccer at the high school level um just happened actually on the day we released the episode he said it was because of the podcast episode obviously not eric is just a great coach and he does things the right way and i'm very happy to call him a friend for life and you know if you're a player that's um working with coach eric kordakowski you're very lucky to have him as your coach because you are learning how to play the right way and do things the right way and he's just preparing you for more than stuff on the field is preparing for you for stuff off the field. So congratulations to Eric Kordakowski on the, on his award. And I'm excited for North Smithfield Soccer to start up coming up soon and see them bring home the title. Great, great, great stuff. Um, but now it is time for an interview with Coach Jesse. Awesome interview with her about her career. She's doing amazing things at URI and changing the culture there and very excited to like see what's going to happen in the future with them and i'm sure she's going to be bringing some a10 championships and ncaa championships um here to the great state of rhode island so here is the interview with coach jesse all right on today's show i welcome on a very special guest 
She is the URI women's head soccer coach, Coach Megan Jesse. Coach, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, coach, how are you holding up during uh, these COVID times of everything that's going on? Uh, we're hanging in there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, now that we're back on campus, it's very nice. It's very nice to be around the players again after about six months. So um, definitely feels like we're getting a little bit closer to normal. I mean, obviously, a lot of lots changed, but I'm really just kind of enjoying um, being on the field and being able to coach again and not being on Zoom calls every day. So I'm um, just kind of enjoying the little things, stuff I think we took for granted before um, the COVID, you know, obviously it all started the COVID situation. So that's good. That's really, it must be nice to be able to see your players in person and not on Zoom and keep doing all the Zoom calls. I mean, it, that's got to be like the best part about it, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, obviously you get into this to build relationships with players and staff and stuff. So um, you know, it's nice, obviously, to be able to hang out with them again and see them on a regular basis and, um, you know, just continue to kind of build those relationships. So it's, it's been nice for sure to, to be able to physically see them and not over, you know, a Zoom call or whatever, virtually see them. So that's great. That's awesome. So, Coach, before we get into uh, your eyes, uh, you know, your time with your I want to ask you, like, how did you get into soccer and what was that? The like, how did you know it was going to be your struggling board? <laughs> Uh, well, I originally got into soccer. I have an older brother. So obviously when I was younger, I had to go watch him play sports. And this was before I, could, I was old enough to play like organized sports. And my mom said I was always really annoyed that I couldn't play. So um, that's how I got introduced to the sport. And then once I was able to play, it was, I just loved it. I, I did play some other sports growing up. I played baseball and basketball and stuff, but um, this is kind of the one sport that just stuck that I kind of just couldn't live without. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And you, you were a goalkeeper, right? Correct? I was, yeah. I was a goalkeeper. Um, pretty much as I got older, I was only a goalkeeper. Um, when I was younger, I kind of played all over on the field and stuff as well. But um, probably once about high school came, I pretty much specialized in goalkeeping. So How that like, how does that position, like how specialized is that position to be like, you have to be all defensive, correct? And like, be like almost like a coach on the field? Yeah, I mean, what makes it unique, obviously, is it's probably, obviously, it's out of all the positions on the soccer field is definitely, you know, the one that kind of is on its own in terms of the skill set and everything. But yeah, I mean, obviously you can see the whole field in front of you. So you kind of have to understand, you know, every position, obviously you're controlling a defense in front of you, but you're also trying to prevent an offense um, from attacking. So, I mean, it's kind of the one position you really have to learn every other position on the field. And it's one that if you haven't played in goal, you don't necessarily know much about that position. You kind of know the, the general basics, but not really all the details to it. So yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely a unique position compared to you know the other ten positions on the field. So, oh yeah, I bet, I bet it's got to be. I've, I've known, I've had some friends that play goalkeepers in high school, and they were like, they were really good friends of mine, and they're always like, oh, you have no idea, Jeff, you're up front all the time. I was like, I don't know what's going. On. <laughs> but, yeah, what's it like in that position too? Like when someone has a penalty shot, what's what's that feeling like when you're in that situation as as a goalkeeper? <laughs> I mean, I I always enjoyed it. I mean, they those never really bothered me just because like most of the pressures on the attacking player. I mean, they really should score it if they hit it well. So, um, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I know my mom didn't like them, especially when we were in shootouts and stuff, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I always thought it was a good challenge and, you know, obviously if you stop one, you're kind of like the hero. If they score, everyone kind of expected them to. So it's kind of, I mean, it's not really a pressure situation for me. So I just really enjoyed them. Growing oh. up. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I always wondered too on that situation. I never like that has to be like 
That's great that you didn't take it as a pressure. I would probably freak out. That's the reason why I didn't play goalie. That's <laughs> but so, Coach, what was your like recruiting process like, and how did you decide to go to UConn? Um, well, it's a few years ago for sure by now. But um, <laughs> well, it's a little different from today's recruiting. Like, I actually committed October of my senior year of high school. I actually went on official visits during my the fall of my senior year. Um, it was actually in 2001. So I actually had some visits canceled because of 9-11. Oh, wow. So, um, and some that I didn't reschedule, but I ended up going on three kind of official visits to, you know, different schools. And, um, I guess, you know, when I went to UConn, it was actually the first visit I went on and I loved it, but obviously I didn't really have many other schools to compare it to at that point. Um, and then when I went on some other visits, I just knew that like UConn just seemed to fit, you know, everything that I was looking for in a school. So that's kind of where I ended up. I mean, I was fortunate enough that they actually contacted me first about the school. Um, I didn't really know a ton about it growing up. Um, so once they've kind of reached out to me and had interest and, you know, we kind of went through the whole process together, just being very clear that that's where I wanted to be. So that's really cool. And did you have like a favorite memory while you're playing at UConn or like a specific game that you remember? Uh, probably uh, my junior year, we were playing Notre Dame in the Big East final. Uh, we were down 2-0. Um, in the second half, it actually came back in one. So oh, wow. with about 11 minutes, actually, no, sorry, we were down one zero, came back in one, two, one, scored two goals in the last 11 minutes for what was our first big East tournament title at that point. Wow. That's so, awesome. What's yeah, it like that, winning the big East title? I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, anytime you can win championships, win a ring, obviously with your teammates, you know, yeah. you never forget that. I mean, it was, and to win it against Notre Dame, cause that was obviously our biggest rival at the time um so you know with the old big east obviously those schools were yeah. always up against whether it was soccer or basketball or anything so um, that's what made it a little bit sweeter as well is, is beating them so um definitely probably the number one memory i mean probably pretty close if not you know pretty much even as probably went to the final four of my sophomore year so oh wow that's that's really cool yeah like it's, that's, that's a big thing making the final four it's like a once a lifetime thing kind of type deal huh yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be there as a player and a coach. So, I mean, to be there twice is awesome. Most people don't go once. So, definitely very fortunate for the experience. Unfortunately, I haven't come back with the ultimate prize at this point of the national title. You know, lost in the national championship game, lost in the national semifinal. So, hopefully, you know, in the future in my career as a coach, I'll be able to, to bring home the ultimate national title. But, I mean, definitely being there for sure is just an amazing experience. So That's really cool. What's the atmosphere like for those tournaments? Honestly, it was a great atmosphere. I mean, there's always a club tournament kind of running at the same time. So there's a ton of cl club players there. Um, it was down in Cary, North Carolina. So it was sold out. Um, it was just, it was, it was an awesome atmosphere. I mean, obviously with women's soccer, you know, crowds differ based on where you're playing and stuff, but you know, to be playing in a crowd like that and obviously, you know, knowing a lot of, um, I mean, just, I mean, seeing Connecticut kind of, you know, painted on the field, all those like little things that you kind yeah. of see on TV and stuff. I mean, that, that was pretty cool. So like everything was just a first class experience, you know, that the NCAA in terms of like how they, the host of the event and stuff. So um, it, it was, it was cool. It was really cool. Obviously would have been a little bit nicer if we won in the end, but you know, obviously make it to the national final game and stuff was still, you know, an awesome experience. You're saving the championship for URI. That's what you're doing. Yeah, I think I think that's what I was doing. Yeah, that that was like all part of your that was all part of your plan. That's yeah. uh, and what was your decision to get into coaching? Like, how did you decide to get into coaching? What was that transition like? Yeah, I had done a decent amount of like coaching during the summers um, with camps and stuff during my college career, so I really enjoyed it. 
Um, when I finished playing my senior fall season, um, that spring I had kind of interviewed for some jobs and it was actually offered a couple of jobs. They're like marketing sales jobs. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this long term. Like I'd probably make some money and stuff, but probably like six months in, I'd be like, ah, this is not for me anymore. So um, I knew I wanted to stay in soccer in some form um, just because it had been such a big part of my life and I wasn't ready just to walk away from the sport. So I kind of started doing club stuff and ultimately working at like an indoor arena in Connecticut um, for a year. Um, and I knew I wanted to get back to the college game. I really did enjoy the college game as a player, obviously. Um, but you about, I mean, it became pretty clear pretty quickly that I wanted to coach that that was kind of the best case scenario and stuff. So I was fortunate enough to get a graduate assistant at Slip Rock University um, a year out of college. So that was kind of my start to college coaching, yeah. um, which, which was, which was great. So, and then obviously once I kind of got a taste of it, I've kind of never looked back. It's just been a joy for the last ooh, <laughs> 15 years now. <laughs> so time's gone pretty quick, but no, I mean, I knew I didn't want to go anywhere else and I love the college game. So it kind of just all fell into place, which was nice. And that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. And that's awesome that you're able to do that. And like, how did you get your job at Wake Forest and what was like a part of being that, like you were part of an amazing team, obviously you guys won an ACC title and you made six NCAA championship appearances. Is that right? Or is that, or. Yeah, no, I think that's right. yeah it sounds right. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, um, you know, the whole thing about networking is a huge deal. And, you know, that's really how I kind of got in the door at that job. I knew the coach that was there that was actually leaving the position and he had talked to the head coach that was there and, um, kind of set me up with an interview and stuff. And ultimately that's how I got the job. So networking is definitely a huge thing. Um, um that was probably the main reason I got the job because I had that connection. Um, so that was great. And, you know, obviously to get it a year into Slippery Rock was, was awesome, you know, to be able to you know, jump into an ACC program for sure. Um, the ACC is such a great conference to be in. Uh, definitely a transition when you first get there for sure because just the talent across the conference, you know, it's just – there's no easy game. I mean, yeah. there's not many conferences where you're playing a team like Duke on Thursday and then turning around playing UNC on Sunday and, yeah. you know, it all, you know, ranked in the top ten in the country. So, um, I mean, it was a great experience down at, down at Wake, you know, to be able to build it to the point where we went to the first Final Four um, with that program and obviously won the ACC championship. I and mean, those were some special years. Um, so definitely a great experience down there. And then, you know, the head coach, Tony Deleuze, learned a lot from him. Um, I think that's one reason I stayed there so long was just because he was just a great mentor and, you know, head coach to work for. I learned a lot. And, you know, our styles in terms of how we look at, you know, the game and stuff, bigger picture are very similar. Our philosophies are very similar. So it made it very easy to be in that environment and very enjoyable. That's really cool. And what's it like, like how many ACC titles did you guys actually win? How many rings do you have? <laughs> um, so we have one ACC championship and then we actually lost in the finals the next year in penalty kicks. Oh. Um, so I was a little disappointed, but that was also the year we went to the final four. So um so one ring from there and then two rings from when I played at UConn and Big East ring. So. Oh, that's really cool. Damn. Do you still have them? Are they in your office? I do. Or? I still have them. They're not in my office. Um, they're at home, but they're in my, my jewelry box. But yeah, no, I will, I will definitely keep those. Those are something special. You know, you don't just get handed those, you know, you got to work hard for those. And you know, when, when everything does fall into place, I mean, there's really no better feeling. I mean, that's, right now with the team we have here. I mean, obviously our first priority is winning a conference championship. And, you know, if, if 
ultimately we can get to the point where we can win one here. That's the ultimate goal. I would love my players to experience winning a championship. Like it's just, you know, it's just something no one could take away from you. And it's just a great feeling when kind of all the pieces fall into place, all that hard work and everything, you know, and the results ultimately in a championship. So. Yeah. That's, that's like gotta be one of the like ultimate feelings of like, especially on the college level, because it's such a crazy and any sport in college is such crazy, like anything can happen and it's wild. So it's, it, it's always a great success when you're able to, pull out some sort of championship, um, either conference or and full NCAA, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. There's not many of them out there, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you had a very successful, like, being a goalie coach in, at Wake Forest. Like, you were part of the two highest total shutouts at Wake Forest. And, like, what was it like being a part of that, like, being like able to coach those players? And was there anything that you told those goalies to have that key to their success? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they put the work in. I mean, obviously you just try to give them the tools to do it, but you know, I mean, Aubrey Bledsoe was obviously a big part of that and she's, you know, playing with the Washington spirit in the NWSL right now. And, you know, obviously it's, it, I love watching her play now and she's come a long way from her freshman year. Um, but she also put the work in, you know, she was constantly working and, you know, I mean, you know, I'm kind of more there for support. I don't know if there's one particular thing I said, um, you know, that, that changed anything, but, you know, you preach consistency a lot, you know, and putting in the work and, you know, learning from your mistakes and being willing to make mistakes and, you know, and I mean, she made it easy. She was very enjoyable to coach because, you know, she just loved to train and work hard and was always looking to get better. And, I really did enjoy the fact that because she was a goalkeeper at a pretty high level that you could really break down the game like in real detail where with some kids you're still kind of stuck more on the basics but she was a goalkeeper where like you could break down the game footage you know really to the most basic level and most and then ulti- ultimately to the most advanced level so it was really an enjoy like and she actually pushed me as a coach because you know you're constantly trying to make sure that you're challenging her and every year she comes back better and better so um, so it was kind of probably worked both ways, honestly, she made me a better coach and hopefully I made her a better player. And, you know, like now it's just enjoyable to watch her play, but she's definitely a big reason why, you know, we were so successful those few years where we had the ACC championship and the, in the final four appearance. And then obviously we had some good players on the field in front too, as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. And that's really cool that you're like, you pointed out saying that like you both learned from each other and helped each other grow. I, I think that's, that's important as a coach in any sport of aspect. It's like you learn from your players and you grow and everything like that. Um, now, what was your decision to come to URI how, and how has your time been at URI? <laughs> um, I, I think, yeah, I got to a point at Wake where, I mean, although I really enjoyed it there, um, I, I want to, I think I just got to the point where I was like, I know I want to be a head coach. You know, I want to try being a head coach and see where it goes. And um, I'd rather do that and not work out than, you know, just be like, oh, what if I, you know, t- was a head coach at some point. So um, it was kind of a three year process from when I really decided that I wanted to be a head coach. And so I was offered the URI job. And um, I think it was just one where I felt like all the pieces were here to build a really good program. You know, I mean, the resources were here, um, you know, great location, good school. You know, I'd been up here in this area before, so I was pretty familiar with area in general. Um, and, you know, I mean, it just, I just felt it was a program, you know, that I could build into something. I mean, that was, you know, the main thing. I was really excited about the job. There are some other jobs that I'd interviewed for at other schools where good schools and stuff, but for whatever reason, it just didn't seem like it was the right fit. But, you know, all around, like things seem to just fall in place here. And, 
you know, I just felt like I could do something with the program. So um, I was really excited to kind of take on the challenge. That's awesome. And what's it like to have your own program and, you know, try to bring your culture and your coaching philosophy here? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely been an experience for sure. The last three years going into my fourth year now, um, definitely takes a lot of patience. It takes a, I mean, it definitely takes a good vision of what your framework is to really, you know, um, build a program from the ground up. I mean, it definitely at the beginning, it was very challenging. And this being my first head coaching job, there was no doubt there was some learning on the job for sure. Um, I don't know if you're ever truly prepared for the job until you're actually sitting in the chair making the final decisions. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, there's so many moving parts and, you know, when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds, things come up that you don't expect, but, um, I mean, overall it's been very enjoyable. Um, you know, I think now going into the fourth year, they're starting to fall in place in terms of, you know, the players coming in, you know, understanding what the culture is, what the environment's like, the kind, you know, the kind of players we're looking for, you know, that truly will thrive in this environment. You know, I had some very good players when I first came in, but, you know, transition's tough. You know, they came in expecting a certain experience in college, and then, you know, I come in and it's, like, completely different, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, some were better with the transition than others, but, you know, I mean, they all put the work in, and it's, it's been enjoyable to, you know, work with every player that I've had since I've been here. And, you know, now that some of them have moved on to the real world, it's exciting to see what they're doing there. Um, so we're, we're at a good time now, but it's, it's been a challenge for sure. I mean, there's definitely been some – sometimes where it's like all right are we doing the right thing but you know I think you just sometimes you just have to step back and take a deep breath and you know just keep keep going in the right direction and you know and now that things are falling into place like obviously you know we've made some good decisions and I think we're on pretty solid ground here to really build off of you know what we have and hopefully this year really starting this year but in the future really start to challenge for postseason and championships so that's awesome that's great and I think you are very lucky to have you coach because you just seem like such a great coach and everything that you like just said right there that's just that's just awesome like great great stuff and you are very very lucky to have you what's it like to work with the adversity of this with everything that's going on with COVID did you ever think you'd ever experience something like this <laughs> no not really um I mean, it's kind of, you're, you're learning as you go. I mean, you try to educate yourself as much as you can about the situation and, you know, obviously trying to communicate with the players as much as possible about what's going on and what the expectations are and, you know, kind of what's happening so they can kind of, you know, calm some of their anxieties about what's, what's happening. You know, obviously each class is a little different, you know, the freshmen coming in or coming into an environment that's all foreign to them. And then you add COVID on top, yeah. you know, it's, it's challenging for them and they have a lot more questions. And then the seniors, you know, who obviously have had a decent experience up until, you know, now, and then, you know, they lost a little bit of their spring season, but now they're like, do we have a spring or a senior season? Do we, you know, so obviously, you know, for them, there's different challenges, but you know, this, this group's made it very easy to kind of, you know, go through the transition. They've been willing to do their parts and, you know, it, um, so, I mean, definitely challenging, probably frustrating at times because, you know, you make some plans and then it gets canceled. And then, you know, now we're on to the spring season and they're talking about, you know, the start date of February 3rd and all this stuff, which is great, but there's still so much up in the air. It's, you know, that's if all goes well with the COVID situation. So, um, I mean, definitely probably frustrating at times, more questions than answers for sure. But, yeah. you know, trying to, you know, simplify it as much for the players and stuff and, you know, keep a good quality framework to work in where they can have, you know, some comfort and a kind of a vision for them of what, you know, the next six months and next year looks like you know, so they can kind of, you know, understand what kind of training they'll be doing throughout the year. Cause right now, 
if all goes well with COVID, we're going to play two full seasons in 21, which is obviously very unique for our program. Normally we're playing just the fall season and the spring is, you know, an off season for training and stuff like that. So um, just being able to consistently communicate with the players of what's expected and kind of what's happening over the next month, next few months, and obviously understanding that it could change. But I think, you know, that's the biggest thing is really just understanding the situation and, you know, and then being flexible too, you know, and, and kind of, you know, taking stuff with stride and, you know, not getting too worked up about things that get changed last minute, and even though it can be frustrating and, you know, cause at the end of the day, a lot of it is out of our control. Yeah. You know? So we're just trying to keep it as upbeat as possible. Enjoy the fact that like we're on the field now and training. So, you know, we're, we're getting back towards that. And I think honestly, in the big run, the long run, I think this fall actually being able to come back and train all fall before we play a season is probably better for the players anyways. Um, and most of them were really off for six months. You know, everyone had different kind of atmospheres in terms of could they go to the gym, whether soccer fields available to train on, you know, obviously most of them usually play over the summer on teams. Most of them couldn't do that this summer. So um, I think it's been actually a benefit for our team to come back and just be able to train this fall in the weight room on the field, get fit again, get used to playing, you know, with each other again, and then ultimately then go into the season. And obviously for the freshmen, it's a huge advantage. Um, Cause normally they're just jumping right into preseason in August and it's like, all right, go for it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, full season, full go. And, you know, and they're trying to like learn on the fly. So, um, so for them, I think it's a huge advantage as well. They can kind of get more comfortable with the level, you know, calm some of those anxieties, get a little bit more fit, a little stronger, you know, understand the team tactics a lot more before, you know, they get thrown into a season. So, so, I mean, it's been a challenge, but it's been a challenge for everyone. I mean, everyone's dealing with the same situation. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just been a wild time, but it sounds like it, like, you know, it's somewhat, like you mentioned, somewhat benefits some players and the aspect of that they're able to get back into shape and before everything that happens. And and you mentioned February 3rd, where you guys are going to be playing. Is that, um, where are you going to, are you going to actually play up here, like at Rhode Island February 3rd, or where are you going to play down south? Like, I don't know how that's going to work out. No, I mean, we'll, we'll be playing up here. I mean, so the NCAA Wednesday, I think it was officially approved kind of, the outline of the spring season. So February 3rd is the first play date. Um, mid, um, sorry, mid-April is our A-10 tournament. And then um, I guess April 18th, they'll announce the NCAA tournament, which is 48 teams instead of 64 this for the spring. Yeah. Um, and then the final four will be May 14th through the 17th. So, I mean, definitely there's a lot of challenges in that, obviously. Um, facilities, like you said, I mean, we play in a nice grass field. It's not so nice in February and March. Yeah. Um, we'll have, we'll be able to train up here. I mean, we have our football stadium we can train in, but you know, for actual games, um, that's going to be a little bit more of a challenge That stuff. We're still working out. Um, we might have to be on the road a little bit. Providence Brown and Brian all have nice turf fields. So we may be able to get out there, but I mean, it's going to be cold. It's just going to be something we have to deal with, but I mean, quite frankly, I think a lot of us at this point, the players and the staff are like, we just want to play games. Yeah. So the cold. I don't think it's really going to bug anybody. Um, they, they, they just want to play at this point. So, but no doubt there's definitely some challenges for a spring season. I mean, every sport here at URI is going to be going at the same time, basically. So, wow. you know, where normally you have like, you know, football in the fall and soccer's and then you got your spring sports. Now it's everybody's playing. So you got basketballs and football and soccer's and baseball and softball. So, um, so definitely some challenges and obviously resources. I mean, there's no doubt that every institution's taken a hit from a financial standpoint. So, you know, trying to figure out from a financial standpoint what that means for the season and stuff. So, um, so definitely some challenges, but I think overall we're just excited that, you know, we have the potential to play this spring and, and have a pretty good season. So, 
um, we're just, we're focusing on that and, you know, obviously we'll work out the logistics and, you know, some of that stuff as we go. Yeah. One step at a time. And like you said, it, it would be nice to have some normalcy, at least back to normal where you guys are yeah. actually playing and playing on the field. And what's your outlook on the upcoming season? I mean, I'm really excited. I mean, 2020 was always a year when I took over the program that I really thought things would start to fall into place. I mean, um, you know, the first two years you're going through a lot of transition, you know, new players coming in, but, you know, obviously young. Um, this is kind of the first year where I feel like we have the talent, the depth, and the experience kind of in this environment where we can really compete at a high level. Um, last year, you know, we brought in 14 freshmen, and they definitely helped you know, kind of push this um, program forward. We got nine more results than we had the year before, which was great. Um, but they're still young and they're still learning. And, you know, definitely experience is a huge factor, especially when you get later in the season and, you know, you, you need to win games and stuff. So so I, I always thought this was going to be a good year, um, kind of projecting out from when I first got here. Um, we actually had put together a pretty challenging schedule. I mean, we had Wake and NC State on the schedule, you know, because I really thought, this was a year where we could go down there and really compete with those teams. I mean, obviously they would still be hard games and, you know, a challenge to win, but, you know, we could legitimately potentially steal one of those games, which I was pretty excited about. So I always thought this was going to be a good year for us. So I'm really excited now that everyone's kind of here. and We've seen them train for a week, you know, that I think, you know, by far, I think top to bottom in terms of depth and all that stuff. I think this is definitely one of the best teams, you know, I've had since I've been here. So I'm really excited, you know, and our senior class has done a great job. This is, the first they were freshmen when I got here so they've been through the whole process with me so I'm definitely very proud of that class for putting in the work and you know really buying into you know what we're trying to do here and you know that leadership is definitely showing even so far this week and even over the summer and stuff um, so now that we have that leadership and that experience I think that's what really is going to help us you know going into the spring into the season so but I'm very excited I mean this is a good time to be in the program so that's awesome. And that's so, that's very exciting. That's, that's, that's awesome. And I'm like looking forward to you bringing URI an A-10 championship and putting a uh, soccer on the map and, and taking us to the NCAA championship. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the idea. That's what we're working for. So. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great coach. I'm not going to mention URI is very lucky and it sounds like you guys have a very promising season coming up. I have one last question and we'll wrap it up. What's uh what is your favorite thing to do in Rhode Island besides, you know, coaching and soccer? <laughs> um, wow. Um I mean it's nice to be near the beaches again. I mean I was born in Southern California, so I live pretty close oh, wow. to the beach. So it's nice to live in a location where the beaches are really close. So I definitely spend a lot of time down at the beach. Um but I mean outside of that, I love to cook, so and obviously being home for pretty much the last six months, I've had a lot of opportunities to cook and stuff so I've been able to try some new things so that's probably a lot of what I'm doing you know when I'm not coaching um so So, don't have a ton of downtime but you know I mean I do love to travel obviously it's been a little harder in the last six months to travel but you know that's pretty much what I'm doing when I'm not coaching which is you know a big part of my (laughs) my life and my time so yeah um (laughs) is there a favorite thing that you like to cook I love to grill, so anything I can grill. Nice, yeah. There you go. That's that's what I like too. Anything that you can grill is like the best. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, coach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show. It means a lot to me and, and our listeners as well. Uh, this has been awesome. I can't wait. Maybe we have to do one down the line when the season starts going. If you have some time, maybe we can talk before the season starts. Hopefully, 
um, I'm sure. But URI is very lucky to have you, and I'm looking forward to you know the A10 championship and uh, URI win, winning some championships under your under your realm here. I hope so. Well, no, it was nice talking to you. Thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll be able to talk this spring about some postseason and stuff. So yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Right, Coach, take it easy and be safe, and uh, good luck to you this season. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you guys for listening to the episode. I really hope you enjoyed today's interview with Coach Megan Jesse. A lot of fun speaking with her, her career. Obviously, great things coming to URI women's soccer team. I am guarantee you we'll be seeing a championship from them within the two to three years. And like she, like she said, she had a great, great squad coming in this season, unfortunately with COVID. But, you know, obviously that's going to carry over to when they start playing in February. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope. They have a great season. Everything works out with them and work around all, everything that go, that's going on with COVID. So best of luck to Coach uh, Megan Jesse and the URI Women's Soccer Squad this year. And hopefully you guys can bring us home a championship. But that was today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, remember Saturday, David Shepard will be joining the show to talk some NBA Finals talk. It should be a great one. He's a really cool guy. Awesome. Glad we were able to connect. Something a little bit different for you guys. And on Monday's episode, we have the head coach of Cranston East Football, Coach Tom Sator. A lot of fun talking to Coach Tom Sator. Such a nice, nice, nice guy. Awesome, 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 awesome time talking to him. So you guys will definitely enjoy that one. But thank you guys for listening. Have a safe weekend, and we'll see you Saturday and Monday.